0: How is your Wormies Bucket composter working out? Composting is going great so far. We are even doing like a kitchen renovation at the moment. So mass chaos has ensued upon my household. <laughs> but composting has remained steady. They're picking it up every other week. It does not smell at all. It's so nice to just be able to put my coffee grounds in there, all my peels in there, especially because the rest of the house is in chaos.
1: <laughs> so you're like, I have this
0: one thing. Yeah, I know. It's become like a source of consistency in my life that all my vegetable scraps, Top of my strawberries, you know. Yeah. Everything goes in there. They're picking it up like clockwork. And in a few bucket tips, we'll get some soil back, which I intend to put in our vegetable garden, which is surprisingly doing quite well. I'm not a good gardener. Like, that has never been my thing. My plants always just die. My houseplants don't thrive. But this year... <laughs> It's going well. just right. harvested some kale. So we'll have a place to put our soil once we get it from Wormies. And
2: life is good on the composting front. I think I'm going to do Wormies next. Because it's great. every time I have food scraps now, I'm like, no. I know. Yes, and
1: exactly. my coffee grounds, and I have compostable K-cups, but I'm not. Nowhere to put I, it. They're going in the trash yeah. right now, which is t- a total waste because yeah. they don't biodegrade
2: in the landfill.
1: In the Absolutely. Same way. So
2: I would highly suggest it. It's going quite well. Earlier today, we all admitted that we succumbed to peer pressure of uh, cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. We're all succumbing to peer pressure of wormies <laughs> as well. These are good things, though. These are good things to <laughs> succumb cinnamon to. Cinnamon
0: rolls is not the worst. What peer kind pressure. of a
2: monster
1: would say no to <laughs> cinnamon rolls? To we'll quote have Emily to, uh, post
0: posted screenshot of our group chat where Ellen says, "Do you want me to make cinnamon rolls?" And I instantly was like, "What kind of a monster?" <laughs> and Teresa said she wasn't a monster, and I was like.
2: Nope. <laughs> All of us were in perfect agreement. Yes. Cinnamon rolls were necessary for this morning. We're pro-climate, pro-cinnamon rolls.
1: Coming up in this episode of
2: Listen to Your mother, mother Earth, episode Root 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 for the Home Team. Root? Wait, how
0: does that basically... Root root root, root 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 for the, root the home, home Team. team. <laughs> it's don't mean,
1: wrong it's wrong a oh. And it's one, two... <laughs> I mean, not
0: really, but...
1: Three. <laughs> But you're right. Plus, a way that we can make our Mother Earth proud this week. I'm Ellen. And I'm Emily. I'm Teresa. And this is Listen, Listen to, to Your Mother,
2: Mother Earth. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. <laughs> Buy me some, oh, I need to look up what the native plants are even called. Buy me some clover. Like the ones by and us?
0: Yeah. I just planted some bee balm. Bee balm is a native plant here. And actually, my mom's garden had bee balm, like, exploding. She really? had so much bee balm. So yesterday I went over and I dug some up and then I planted it in my garden.
1: And we'll see how she does. Heck yeah, What is bee balm other than kind of fun to say? Bee you balm. Know, Right
0: now it just, again, I'm not a gardening expert. Right now it just kind of looks like a taller, leafy green sort of thing. I've been told hypothetically it might get flowers. Yeah. Oh, gardening! Let's see what it looks like on here. Ooh! I know,
2: right? Look how
0: pretty. Oh, now, that's if I'm successful. I might have this in my garden. Yes. Yeah. Nice.
2: And I think that's the assumption when we say native plants, people are like, oh, I don't want like weeds and to have it look so scrappy. If you even just Google native plants and your state, the first images that pop up, I guarantee are going to be gorgeous because some of the native plants in our environment are so pretty. And some of them grow and stop at a certain height. Some of them grow longer, just like the plants that you can buy at your local greenhouse that are not native.
0: And one thing I love about native plants is because they're native. You know, they kind of naturally have adapted to that soil type, moisture, weather. So a lot of times they're much more low maintenance. And for someone who's not the best at gardening and, you know, isn't just the best at knowing what your plants need, they're lower maintenance. So I'm all my bots are better. Me <laughs> yes. too. Same. Me too. Absolutely. I go for
1: a haircut like three or four times a year. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if yep. I don't have
0: to yep. <laughs> maintain my garden. Absolutely. I think it makes things easier and I know some people love tending to their garden every day and you can still certainly do that. But yeah, if you're someone who doesn't, uh, just doesn't read the plants as well as others, I think this is a great thing to look
2: into because they're easier. I'm hoping to do the whole back by my back fence as native plants, mm-hmm. because then it gives you like this beautiful backdrop, and again, I don't have to worry about it. And when I go out, it looks naturey, like I still have this really pretty manicured native space. Um, and it's good for bringing in uh, good bugs, like monarch butterflies mm-hmm. and other types of insects, so that you have this nice little biodiversity almost, what's the word I'm looking for? Sanctuary. Yeah. Like you go outside and it's therapeutic for you and nature. Let's talk about bugs, because I know there's concern
1: about ticks and mosquitoes and things like that. Um, how does having a yard full of native plants compare to a yard full of typical grass? I mean, I think that the native plants are just in
0: general, excellent for the pollinators. So you'll keep the butterflies coming back and things like that, which is just nice when you're trying to build your little home sanctuary. So yeah, native plants are good for those pollinators.
2: And you can also introduce plants along with your native plants that repel mosquitoes or ticks. Lavender, which I love. I have like three lavender plants, eucalyptus. And again, some of these things are not necessarily native, but you can incorporate them into the native landscape. And you can know that you're getting the beautiful, beneficial plants for monarch butterflies or some of the insects that you wanna keep, while also having plants that repel mosquitoes or ticks. Native plants are basically like a hidden superhero mm-hmm. of the environmental movement.
0: Yeah. They just require less water. We talked about how they're more adapted to the climate, the soil type, um, how much moisture is in the soil. The roots so
2: yeah, right from the get-go, you need less water with those native plants. So with the roots being deeper, too, that helps to clean the water better. Mm-hmm. So any time you live in an area where you get heavy rainfall and there's a lot of runoff and that heads to the storm drain, your native plants are going to be catching more of that water. And it's important because all the water that heads to your storm drain goes to your local rivers and streams. So if you have plants in your yard which are, you know, pulling taking, more of that yeah, out, you're not going to be seeing as much excess runoff and dirt and pesticides ending up in your local waterways yeah in
1: theory wouldn't that also help with um, if you have water
2: issues in your basement definitely actually if you have uh, issues you can plant them right around your foundation or your house and it can help to mitigate it before it even starts
0: and something really cool that I just learned about at work actually it's called phytoremediation, and native plants can actually be used to absorb contaminants that are in the soil or in the groundwater. So like at commercial sites, if they had some, um, you know, industrial pollution or something like that, you can use native plants and you can actually take like trace amounts of pollutants or of a contaminant out of the soil or the groundwater, which is really cool. So they can kind of break down those contaminants into harmless chemicals. That's
2: amazing. Mm-hmm. They are superheroes. They are superheroes. Yeah. Another is that because they're so hardy and they're used to your environment, you don't have to worry about as many pesticides or fertilizers. They just naturally thrive. Um, So you don't even have to worry about when it rains if there's still runoff as much fertilizer ending up in your waterways. Yeah, and
0: we've talked a lot about the biodiversity crisis that we are in at this point in time. Having native plants just helps promote biodiversity, which is
2: really cool. Good for bugs, good for... Wildlife. Mm-hmm. When we say bugs, we're not just saying mosquitoes and ticks. Like talking all oh, bugs to your yard. Huh? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to be the fun house?
1: Of the um, <laughs> have you seen the Bee Movie? Uh-uh. A long time ago. Okay. okay, there was the the mosquito in there.
2: And he became the lawyer.
1: Oh. <laughs> if he was huh. a god sucker.
2: <laughs> ah, I see yeah, what they did makes there. Sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I like this one. Promotes a lush and beautiful landscape. It really does fill it in really beautifully. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're a starting gardener or if you're an expert gardener, you can use these different plants that are native to make your landscape just gorgeous. Yeah. Also, you don't need to mow as much, so if you have a portion of your lawn that's dedicated to native plants, mm-hmm. then you don't have to worry about you know doing that extra sweep of mowing on sod. Instead, that's what I'm thinking about. Like We have this kind of hill,
1: yeah. and it's not a big one, but it's steep, and I'm thinking about maybe we should just do that with that whole space, and then yeah. our backdrop of our lawn will be really pretty, and
2: we don't have to try and push our... Mower up. I have parts of my lawn too that the grass is just not taking very well and so instead of worrying about that I could just introduce native plants and they naturally thrive in this environment mm-hmm. so I don't have to worry about putting down more grass seed every spring and fall and like wondering why the grass doesn't match the grass that's already there which is really annoying. I've got like eight grass types back there. <laughs> um, it's just like a beautiful spot of your lawn that's native, requires less mowing and looks good all around. Less mowing means less air pollution so that's awesome kind of like a side And They sequester
0: carbon. Yeah. So not only are you not emitting as much but you're sequestering within your own little habitat.
2: Very cool. We love it. Plants are so cool. Native plants the best. I know that the trend lately has been no mow may and lately there's been a pushback to no mow may because the argument was let your lawn grow for the month of May. Don't mow it and that will be great for local wildlife. So some are kicking back that argument saying well you're getting pollinators and wildlife used to something that's going to go away come June. June. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So perhaps a better approach is, yeah, you can still mow your lawn in May, but designate a portion of your lawn to native plants so that as these uh, insects and uh, animals are starting to become familiar with the landscape, they know that it's not going to disappear in the blink of an eye come June. I love that. Yeah, it's just a little bit more sustainable. And um, more of a jumping off point. Right, exactly. And I think uh, another thing is it's still good to wait until you have a warm spell to start your yard cleanup. There's no pushback on that. And the reason being uh, a lot of really good pollinators and bugs and things that are excellent for the environment over winter in sticks or in plants, uh, leaves. So if you're like April 1st getting out there and trying to do your lawn cleanup, you might actually be hurting the whole next generation of good bugs by you know, mulching that up. So instead, if you can wait until the first warm spell where temperatures are consistently over the mid 70s, you give those bugs a chance to hatch and leave and then you can clean up Um, for the next season. Something I have never, ever thought about. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You just think about what it looks like. Exactly. And then like so-and-so behind the scenes, (laughs) so-and-so down the yard or down the, down the road is like cleaning and you're like, Oh gosh, like (laughs) I need to. (laughs) Yes. So little
0: benefits. And that's such a cool way, I think, to inspire others too. Um, cause I know when you live like on the street with other homes and stuff, there's, low key, a lot of judgment about, like, the home that doesn't maintain itself. But I feel like with native plants, you can make such a beautiful area. And then I have this dream. Hear me out. This is what I want to do next year. You know how some areas have, like, a book live, like, a yeah. li- houses will have a book library? A little library. Their- yeah. Yeah. Or, like, there's one I go to almost every day with my dog. They have, like, a biscuit library. It's a little pup stop. But I, I know it's so cute. And then we stop, and my dog gets a tree, and it's so <laughs> nice. And I'll put in, like, $3 every couple of weeks because we eat all their biscuits. But I want to build, like, a little native plants library. Yeah. And then every spring you could like stock it with just seeds. seeds. It's not yeah. expensive, you know. And you could
1: put pictures of what Yeah. Yes, like, just
0: little like just a I don't even know if anyone will actually stop to read this. I'll probably like dedicate so much time to it. But if you just do a little plaque or something that's like conservation starts in your backyard and then kids can plant it and learn about it. I think it, that's
1: a great idea. i think it would
0: Super be really good fun. idea. Yeah. So, let's get some like native plant libraries going and then you can kind of learn about it when people are just walking down
2: the road and Plants with native plants in your neighborhood. I love it. And that encourages a lot of houses to embrace the same sort of look, which Mm -hmm. I think helps with that peer pressure, Mm -hmm. right? If you have like five houses on your street that have native plants right in the front curb, which we've been talking about, Um, you're more inclined to maybe embrace that trend, at least around your mailbox. Mm -hmm. And Teresa, I know you're going to be doing this story coming up about native plants because it happened in your old neighborhood where Mm -hmm. they were embracing that native plants at the curb.
1: I noticed it too, even before we moved, but I think it's um, taken off more in the last couple years. But in the 49507 zip code in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, they have a whole effort to create that area of native plants by the curb to clean up the um, watershed in the area because there's Plaster Creek that runs right through there, and it's working. Um, so yeah, I'm working on a story about that. That's, That's so, is so cool. cool. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> it is that just another section of space where they don't have to mow, yeah. and it does look nice. Yeah. That's why I noticed it when when we would go for walks through the neighborhood. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I never thought to do this. I didn't realize at yeah. the time that it was part of this whole initiative. So.
2: And how manageable to start, you know, mm-hmm. instead of ripping up your whole lawn. It's just one mentioned. little space. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. So I think having some houses together that embrace that, or talking with your neighbors and being like, we're thinking about doing this. this is this something that you would ever consider? Or starting a little plant library. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are all just great steps forward to kind of change the cultural situation to something that's quite lovely Mm -hmm. and sustainable.
0: And I think the big takeaway, one of the big takeaways, is just that they are so beautiful. And when we say, go native, go with native plants, it doesn't mean- make your Yeah, it doesn't mean like have your house completely overgrown.
2: So how do you make that step? How do you even figure out what plants are good and which are native?
0: Yeah, and luckily there's a lot of resources actually out there. I know there's a na- uh, local place here a few weeks ago that had a native plant sale and they were advertising it and I actually went like 3 hours in and they were pretty much sold out. Yeah, that's like, good. Oh, I mean, but also, not yay. for you, right? <laughs> yeah, that's so good for me, but it was great that, you know, they were already sold out of their native plants. People were so interested. Most places will have Um, Even up in the Leelanoff Peninsula in Michigan, which isn't, you know, a huge city by any means, but they just had a native plant sale up there I know about. Um, And you can also just go online, like the National Wildlife Federation, we can post this link, but they have a native plant finder. So you just put in your zip code, Mm -hmm. and it will pop up with what's native to you. And then once you know, you know,
1: you can look at your local shops and go from there, go
0: crazy with those native plants. I'm telling you, I'm
1: inspired. I'm already thinking about my yard and how much of it we actually use versus how much we just have to maintain. Yeah. I'm like, okay, where could we maybe introduce some of these plants? And and then I'm also wondering though, like you said, they spread so easily. Mm. So if I want to do this on like, part of it that borders my neighbor's yard.
2: Mm -hmm. Should I put something down to block it from going into their yard? And that's something I don't have the answer to necessarily because I haven't done it yet myself. We have plans in the works but your local greenhouse workers will 100% be able to have the answer for you. Okay. And then if we just need to harvest the seeds and give them to Emily for her little garden yes. uh, <laughs> yeah. project, then that's there an excellent go. idea. Yeah. Um, but those I mean like like any garden there is a little bit of maintenance. It's just far less than having to buy plants and hope that they survive. I mean, our first year here, I didn't know what I was doing and I just bought things that were pretty Mm -hmm. and I tried to stick them in the ground, you know? And you look at the label and you're like, full sun should work, you know? And half of them die. Mm -hmm. And that's not good for the environment either because you just have this, I don't know, plant that's now. Just kill the plant. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Unfortunately,
0: I'm a little too familiar with that. (laughs) Do not have a green thumb.
1: Trying. Emily and I go to the garden
2: center, and the plants are like, no. Right.
1: <laughs> you know, we planted tulips for the first time two years ago, so last year was the first time they came up. Yeah. And it was so nice this year. We didn't do anything. Yeah. We just, I mean, we trimmed them down. Right. Um. And they just came right back up again. I'm like, wow, this is great. Because I too had been so used to doing the annuals, and it's right. so much work. Yes. And it's and for so just one. Too. And for one season. So yeah. now I'm definitely really excited about doing some more perennials yes. that are are native. And like
0: any other plants, you know, once you know what's native, you have to determine the microclimate of your yard and know what areas get sun, know what areas get shade. And hopefully this can become, you know, a fulfilling thing where you plan something out and then it works and things grow and you have beauty. And if not, you try again the next year. Yes. And, but You're you know, putting that same amount of effort into maintaining your lawn anyway. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I think so many people, that's something that, you know like is recommended for your mental health is to get outside and work on a project and have something grow like it's it's awesome to plan all this out and you can still do that just with native plants yep and have just as beautiful of a garden i also saw when i was researching this that the national wildlife federation has a program where you can certify your habitat so you can have like a certified wildlife habitat and basically just have like that badge that you have a wildlife habitat So their goal is 50 to 70% native plants. They have other requirements. They have like a checklist, which I'm a girl who likes a checklist. Like I like to have order and it's cool that, especially when I'm not the best at gardening yet, that they would provide a checklist. They're also, like my parents have a um, Monarch Waste Station certification, which is cool. You know, they have a ton of milkweed. So there's fun
2: things like that that help encourage you to go native. Yes, and this might not be necessarily completely native, but Mm -hmm. also just pollinator gardens. There are resources online where you can literally order a kit, they show you where to plant each. You can order it for that portion of your yard that you know gets full sun or whatever. And so these plants are guaranteed or highly likely to thrive in that environment, and they show you exactly the pattern so cool. to plant it in, so that once you put it in your space, it looks gorgeous and it's helpful for the environment. And that's just all online. Yeah, a lot of places have those types of kits that you can order. I'm feeling inspired. I am too. I yeah. want to like get out there like right now. Leave here and go right. buy some seeds. Heck yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a sign when I was driving yard. here that said plant sale, and I was like. <laughs> Where? 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 (laughs) I'll be there. You got natives? My
2: um, And I love my grandma for this. She actually is part of a group too, where they would rescue native plants. So if there was like a area that was going to be demolished for condos, then they would let for like three days, this group of volunteers come in, harvest native plants that do well and that would sell. And uh, they get to take those out of the environment so that we can perpetuate a good... When you said rescue native plants... I was imagining, like, oh,
1: you're abusing your native plants. <laughs> They're
2: going to you. They well, like show not. up at your door. It's like protecting you. are not taking care of your native plants. We're here to we uh, them. We've had an anonymous tip.
0: They'd <laughs> be after me, and I'd be like, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I
2: promise. <laughs> Oh. I think what's cool, too, is like if you have a rain barrel, then that's more than sufficient for native plants, usually, because they it's take less water. Mm-hmm. So, again, just win, 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 and you get more money back. You're not spending as much money on plants that die every year, yep. not spending as much money on watering your garden. You're not spending as much money on pesticides or fertilizers. Yeah. And as Ellen pointed out in the beginning of this episode, it's in vogue. <laughs> it is in so, vogue, so.
1: which I Be love. Cool. Be cool. <laughs> Go native. native. And by that we don't mean walk around naked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. if you want to, <laughs> that is freeing. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: Uh, not that there's, there's anything a, that's wrong a with that. Seinfeld quote. Yeah. I love Seinfeld. For those who live like in an apartment too, yeah, I know a lot of this is like you're a homeowner, you you know, you live in an area with an HOA or whatever, and obviously not everyone does. Um, But even if you live in like a condo or an apartment, you can still plant native. Just take advantage of like balconies and front stoops and uh, window boxes and things like that. You can plant native plants in pots. And then, you know, if you do move to an area that has more outdoor space one day, you have them and you can take them along and
1: plant them in the ground. And those pollinators will still love your plants, even if whether it's in a balcony or in a backyard. Yeah.
0: You can still attract bees and butterflies and still kind of have that oasis. Even if, you know, you live in the city and there are sirens going by below, you can still have a beautiful um, living
1: space. Sounds yeah, sounds lovely. We're going to have to watch it. Speaking yeah.
2: of Seinfeld. <laughs> places of worship, places of work. You can also get a little group together or just ask for designated plots of land that you might be able to put native plants in. And then this is really cool. Let's say you've transformed your backyard the good news is there are other spaces besides even just houses of worship or workplaces Um, consumers energy owns tons of land under power lines and there are some local groups now that are starting to contact their local consumers energy uh, area and be like can we plant some short native plants below the power lines you don't have to mow it's great for pollinators you'll never have to trim them you'll never have have to trim yeah and so you can let's say you're that type of person that loves to work in your garden or loves to work outside there are opportunities still. Oh like God. transform your yard and then transform the world. Wow.
0: I don't even want to say anything else. It's just, it's just so perfect. That's <laughs> t shirt. Wait, now we can Transform even it. your transform garden. Your yard. Transform, transform the, the world. world. That's bananas.
1: I'm a Untidy good Joseph. Untidy Joseph. <laughs> oh. TM. TM. Done. Perfect. How can we make our Mother Earth proud this week? Transform your yard, transform the world. Yeah. Maybe
0: just a small step you can take is just go to that National Wildlife Federation website. Um, we can post a link to it and just see what's native by you. Just take the first step and see if, you know, they have pictures and everything. See if there's anything that... Fires, yeah. I, mean, I think people are gonna be surprised
2: how pretty it is.
0: Oh yeah. I'm so excited to watch what I just transported into my garden. And that was fun because my mom, you know, she has she has beautiful gardens and it was overtaking hers. And we went to this native plant sale together and then she was like, Hey, I have a ton of this that they're sold out of and you can come take mine and I was like, Cool. Then I put it in my garden yeah. and just so excited to watch it.
1: I am excited to hear if anybody out there is inspired by this. So if you are, find us on Instagram, wherever. And, and like, subscribe, right? Yes, all of the things. But also, send us your pictures. Smash yeah. that subscribe
0: button. Sorry. <laughs> they, they do say that. It's, I'm done? Yeah. I like it. You're like, S- <laughs> S- you like, send us beautiful pictures. Smash okay. that subscribe <laughs> button.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening slash watching.
0: Listen to, to your Mother, mother. Earth.